0: Come one, come all, gather round, my friends. It's time for Adventure Club Theater. If you lend us an ear, the adventure never ends. It's time for Adventure Club Theater.
1: Where theater is the adventure. Welcome to Adventure Club Theater where theater is the adventure. Today, we are going to study the feasts in the Bible. Feast! 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 Well, I am kinda hungry. Um, not that kind of feast. You can think of these feasts as special spiritual events for the people of Israel. Oh, you mean like Hanukkah? Yes, like Hanukkah.
2: Hey, I have a Jewish friend who was telling me about a celebration called Purim. Is that one of the feasts you are talking about?
1: Technically, yes. Let's start with Hanukkah. It is also known as the Feast of Dedication. Hanukkah celebrates the Maccabees' victorious revolt against the Syrian Greeks and the rededication of the Jewish temple in 165 BC. The Bible mentions the Feast of Dedication in John chapter 10, verse 22. What about Purim?
2: Oh, is that how you pronounce it?
1: Purim is also known as the Feasts of Lots. Purim celebrates the deliverance of the Jewish people in the ancient Persian Empire from Haman's plot to kill them all. The Bible mentions the Feasts of Lots in Esther chapter 9 verses 23 through 28. Interestingly, both these feasts are actually celebrated later in Jewish history. Today we are going to take a look at the original seven feasts instituted during the time of Moses. Imagine with me a humble Jewish home in ancient Egypt. Asher, will this really work? I'm so scared for our son.
3: Dear Eliana, have faith in God. The angel of death will pass over our home without harming Abel or even any of the firstborn of our flock. Look, Gamal brought his family to stay with us tonight. He believes this will work,
0: and he's an Egyptian. You're... you're right. I believe in the Lord. Here is some of the lamb's blood you asked for. I will go in and roast the lamb for our meal.
3: I will join you once I have put the blood on the doorpost and lintel.
1: The Passover comes from the Hebrew word Pesach, which literally means Passover. This feast commemorates God's deliverance of Israel out of Egypt. Pharaoh would not let God's people go free so God punished Egypt with 10 plagues. In the final plague, God killed the firstborn of all humans and animals in Egypt. However, he gave his people a way to avoid this destruction by offering a lamb as a sacrifice in the place of the firstborn of the family. You can read about this story in Exodus 7-12. through 12.
0: I totally get this story. The lamb symbolizes Jesus, right? Correct! Check out John
1: one twenty nine.
2: The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world.
1: I was totally right.
2: So, the Passover is like the Old Testament version of the Lord's Supper, yeah?
1: Yes, the Passover and the Lord's Supper are spiritually connected. The Lord's Supper commemorates the fulfillment of Jesus' sacrifice as the perfect Passover Lamb and the fulfillment of the new covenant between God and man.
0: I thought learning about feasts would be boring, but I'm totally into this.
2: Yeah, me too. So what's the next feast?
1: Hag Hamatzot, the feast of the unleavened bread. Unleavened bread? Okay, the house is completely clean.
3: Yes, I have double-checked. And there is no leaven in our house.
1: Let's celebrate with some matzah.
3: Mmm, delicious.
1: In the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Israelites were to eat unleavened bread for seven days. The bread, made in a hurry without yeast during the Exodus, represented how God led his people out of Egypt in haste. During this feast, the Israelites cleansed their houses of leaven, which symbolized the search to remove hypocrisy and wickedness from their lives. The bread that was eaten during this time is matzah, which was made from only flour and water, then striped and pierced.
2: Hey, this feast makes me think of that one Bible verse. It's, um...
0: Oh, yeah, the one where Jesus says
1: he is the bread of life.
2: Yeah, that's the
1: one. Yes, the feast of the unleavened bread points to Jesus also, Jesus calls himself the bread of life in John chapter 6, verse 35. The unleavened bread represents the pure, sinless life of Jesus, who was beaten and pierced on the cross for our sins. Very cool. So what's next? The next feast is Yom Habakkurem, the Feast of first fruits. During this feast, offerings were given for the spring barley harvest. The first ripe sheaf of barley, also known as the first fruits, was offered to the Lord as an act of dedication. The sheaf was marked, bundled, and left in the field on Passover. On the next day, the first day of the Feast of the Unleavened Bread, the sheaf was cut down and prepared. The priest waved the sheaf before the Lord on the third day. Note that since the Jerusalem temple was destroyed in 70 AD, The first fruit sacrifices and offerings have no longer been offered by the Jews.
2: Hmm. So, how does this feast point to Jesus?
1: Check out these Bible verses.
0: Luke 24, verse 46 to 47. Then he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary, for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem.
2: 1 Corinthians 15, verses 20-23 to 23. But now Christ has risen from the dead and has become the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death... By man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam, all die, even so in Christ, all shall be made alive. But each one in his own order, Christ the firstfruits afterward, those who are Christ at his coming.
1: Jesus' resurrection gave new meaning to the Feast of Firstfruits. His resurrection is a promise to all believers that we will be resurrected in the future I always wondered
0: what a first fruit was. Now we know. And knowing
1: is half the battle.
2: G.I. Joe! Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry.
1: No worries. Let's
0: get back on track. Okay. I got the next verse. Deuteronomy 16, verses 9 through 10. You shall count seven weeks for yourself... Begin to count the seven weeks from the time you begin to put the sickle to the grain. Then you shall keep the Feast of Weeks to the Lord your God with the tribute of a free will offering from your hand, which you shall give as the Lord your God blesses
1: you. The Feast of Weeks celebrated the giving of the law at Sinai and God's graceful provision of his people's physical needs. The Feast of Weeks was celebrated 50 days after Passover. It was the time to present the offerings of the new grain from the summer wheat harvest to the Lord.
2: Hold up, hold up. You lost me. How does this feast point to Jesus? Jesus told us not to leave Jerusalem until
3: we received the promise of the Father. I wonder what he meant. Jesus said we would receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Wait a
0: minute. I thought you only spoke Greek. How come you're speaking in Aramaic all
3: of a sudden? Do you know Aramaic? Aramaic? I'm still speaking Greek.
0: How are you able to speak Greek also? Greek? Aramaic? (laughs) Both of you are speaking perfect English all of a sudden. What kind of miracle is this?
1: Seven weeks after the Passover miracle in Egypt, Israel entered into a covenant with God at the foot of Mount Sinai. In the same way, 50 days after the death of Jesus Christ on the day of Pentecost, God, through the Holy Spirit, entered into a new covenant with His people, which was sealed in Jesus' blood.
2: Oh, so the Feast of Weeks is like Pentecost.
0: Ephesians 1 verse 13 In him you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise.
1: Okay, we have three more feasts to go. Hmm, the Feast of Trumpets? A musical celebration? Well, not exactly.
0: People of Israel,
2: get ready. The holy days are coming. The holy days are coming. Numbers chapter 29, verses 1 through 6. And in the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you should have a holy convocation. You shall do no customary work. For you it is a day of blowing the trumpets. You shall offer a burnt offering as a sweet aroma to the Lord. One young bull, one ram, and seven lambs in their first year without blemish. Their grain offering shall be fine flour mixed with oil, three-tenths of an ephah for the bull, two-tenths for the ram, and one-tenth for each of the seven lambs. Also, one kid of the goats as a sin offering to make atonement for you, besides the burnt offering with its grain offering for the new moon, with the regular burnt offering with its grain offering and their drink offering, according to their ordinance, as a sweet aroma, an offering made by fire to the Lord.
1: The Feast of Trumpets marked the beginning of the Civil New Year, which was the first day of the seventh month of the Hebrew calendar, Tishri, which would fall somewhere between September and October, according to our calendar. The Feast of Trumpets was also known as the Day of Judgment. The Feast of Trumpets, the Ten Days of Repentance, and Yom Kippur make up the High Holy Days. Prior to the Feast of Trumpets, a shofar, ram's horn, was blown to remind the Israelites that the holy days were coming.
0: Hmm. Feast of trumpets. Holy days coming. Does this feast have something to do with Jesus' second coming? You got it.
2: 2 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 50-54. through 54. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery—
1: The Feast of Trumpets does point to the second coming of Jesus. It points to the day when Jesus will return and bring his righteous people home. We can prepare for the second coming by making a decision today to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Next is Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement.
2: This feast sounds pretty serious.
1: You are correct. The Day of Atonement was the most solemn holy day of For the Jewish people. The Day of Atonement points to Judgment Day. We will actually study the Day of Atonement in more detail in a future episode. We are now down to our last feast.
2: Sukkot? 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 Uh, I don't know. The Feast of Tabernacles? The Feast of Booths?
1: The Feast of Tabernacles was a week-long celebration of the Fall Harvest. The Israelites built temporary shelters known as booths during this time and lived in them to remember how they were protected by God during their 40-year sojourn in the wilderness. The plants used to cover the booths were citron, myrtle, palm, and willow. For reference, you can read Leviticus chapter 23, verses 39 and 40. There were two special ceremonies performed on the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles. Brother,
0: Brother, why is the priest walking to the temple with that jug of water?
3: The priest took the water out of the pool of Siloam and is bringing it to the temple to symbolize the coming of the Messiah. Isaiah 11 9 They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. It's time.
0: Oh yes! I'm lighting my torch right now.
3: Isaiah 49 6 Indeed, he says, it is too small a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved ones of Israel. I will also give you as a light to the Gentiles, that you should be my salvation to the ends of the earth.
1: Let's turn to John chapter 7 verses 37 through 38 and John chapter 8 verse 12 and read these verses together keeping in mind the two special ceremonies of the Feast of Tabernacle.
2: If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life.
1: The feasts and holy days all point to Jesus. They are a shadow of things to come, but the substance is of Christ. Colossians two sixteen and 17. The Passover pictures the death of Jesus, the perfect sacrifice. The Feast of Unleavened Bread pictures Jesus as the sinless bread of life from heaven. The Feast of first fruits points to Jesus' promise to those who believe in him. Pentecost points to the coming of the Holy Spirit to his disciples to guide and empower them to spread the gospel message. The Feast of Trumpets points to the day Jesus will come and judge the righteous and the wicked. The Day of Atonement points to the ultimate reconciliation between God and His people and the final destruction of sin in the universe. The Feast of Tabernacles points to the day all nations will share in the blessing and joys of God's kingdom with Jesus.
0: Wow, this was an intense lesson, but I learned so much.
2: Yeah, I think I have a better appreciation for God's plan of redemption for us.
1: So, what are we learning next? Find out next time on Adventure Club Theater, where theater is the adventure.
0: If you enjoyed the show, join us next week for another. It's time for Adventure Club Theater. Till we meet. Yes, we'll see you later Goodbye from Adventure Club Theater
1: Where theater is the adventure This episode was written by David Quatch Original theme music by Jennifer Quatch The voice actors in this episode were Christy Wynn, Hi! Jennifer Quatch, David Quatch, Violet Briggs, Richard Briggs, and Fred Davis.